You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Say something to make it worth a trip. Uh, huh. Man, this is, uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it'd be. Um, first, thank you so much for coming. I know it's, uh, it's probably not high on your list of things you want to be doing with your time. Uh, after I wrote you that letter, I had to try really hard to, like, not hope. You know? I had to, like, uh, you ever see that movie, The Shawshank Redemption? With the, the, the tall guy and that black guy, the one with the voice. Not James Earl Jones, the other one. He, like, narrates everything. Anyway, him and the tall guy, uh, Robbins, Tom Robbins. Well, they get to be friends in prison, and uh, one of them says to the other one, hope is a dangerous thing on the inside, or uh, something like that. Anyway, yeah, after almost nine years in here, I can tell you that that shit's true. You can't go hoping for anything in this place. You go crazy from disappointment. So, yeah, after I wrote you that letter asking you to come, I tried to put it out of my mind. But, uh, and I need you to know that I know how crazy this is going to sound. I had reason to believe that you'd show up. I kind of knew you would. And here you are. So, uh, I'm hoping... But man, your face, uh, you are big mad. I swear to all the black guys in here, uh, and that's not racist, that's just facts. There's a lot of black guys in here. It's, uh, 
It's what they say when somebody lets their temper get the best of them. Oh, he big mad. That's you. Big mad. And I get it. I do. You, you probably don't think I do, but I do more now than I ever did before. So, uh, prison works, I guess. For me, anyway. Uh, I... I never got the chance to tell you how sorry I am for, uh, for what I did. Um, I take full responsibility for my actions. Uh, and I asked you to come here so that I could let you know that I've done a lot of thinking. You know, I've had a lot of time to think. And, and I think that the guy that I was was an asshole, was a bigoted, violent asshole. I see that now. And I want you to see that I'm not that guy anymore. Uh, Tim Robbins. What? That's the actor's name, the tall guy. Tim Robbins. You said Tom. Okay. It was bothering me. I thought I should correct you before I leave. Leave? And while I'm correcting you, let me just go ahead and relieve you of your misimpression that I don't know why you really asked me to come here. As if I could possibly lose track of your time served or not notice that your first parole hearing is coming up. You think if you make amends with me, you might actually have a shot at getting out of here, which <laughs> is cute. Or it would be if I believed a word that was coming out of your mouth or didn't hate your fucking guts. Oh. I just wanted to see your face while you watched your best chance for release slip through your grubby little fingers. As the only surviving immediate family of your victim, I've already started drafting a scathing letter to the board. One that begins by pointing out the utter remorselessness you showed during your sentencing, which, by the way, would have been your opportunity to apologize for what you did. <laughs> I was right there. And now I'll be sure to include this pathetic self-serving attempt to convince us that you're suddenly sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, and you can stop hoping now. Wait, wait, you just got here. Don't go. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, OCD. He's saying that's so OCD. What did you say? What, 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 what you just did correcting the, 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 the Tim Tom thing. He said, he said that is so OCD. Who said that? I think you know who. Fuck you. You fucking bucket of hot liquid shit. Well, I told you, I know how crazy it sounds. Wait, did you just call me a bucket of hot liquid shit? Because I've been called a lot of things, but that's creative as fuck. What does it stand fuck. for? What? What does it stand for? OCD. You, you're going to make me say it. Oh, now you're shy about using offensive language? You want to convince me that we're, what, having a Ouija moment? Then tell me what OCD stands for. <sighs> Overbearing Chinese disorder. I want to be clear that I'm not sitting back down because I believe you. I'm just curious to see how low a human being can go before he stops being human altogether. Okay. You were already so close to the threshold. So it'll be interesting to bear witness to the actual transition. I will... Take that, okay? I'll take that. But can you... I need you to keep an open mind. You know? I need you to really hear me out. Hmm. I, uh... I got thrown in the hole a couple years ago. Well, 
that'll certainly work against you at your parole hearing. It was for my protection. When there's one dude in here, he he made it his mission to, like, fuck with me. All right? He he actually almost killed me. (sighs) Almost? Yeah. And I'm not telling you that to get sympathy or whatever. I'm telling you so you know that I really have changed. I've been a model citizen in here, despite them coming after me, despite everything I keep to myself. I don't even roll with the other white guys in here because they're all supremacist assholes. (laughs) Well, it sure would make life a lot easier if I did. Do you know how hard it is to do hard time with a bunch of black and Hispanic dudes who know you've committed a hate crime? Is it harder than losing your only brother to that hate crime? I'm not... I didn't bring it up to... I just... I'm just trying to say. I didn't go that route in here. I wasn't going to take the path of least resistance, you know? Not even with my life being threatened. Something was telling me that I had to choose a different path. And that's something, as it turns out was Mark. Mark. My brother, whom you murdered. Well, technically it was manslaughter. Whom you murdered. You're telling me he is, what, haunting you? Working paranormally to get you to see the error of your ways in his infinite Asian wisdom? I didn't know it was him for sure until I got put in the hole. That's when he showed himself. Oh, shit. You know what? I should have brought some quarters. I see some popcorn in that vending machine over there, and I could totally be eating while you regale me with the tale of how my brother became your magical Asian, like a ghost Miyagi. I swear I'm not making this up. Let me ask you. When he showed himself to you, when you saw him, how did he look? Look, I can't explain it. Was he, like, glowing and whole? Or was he missing the three teeth that you stomped out of his mouth when he was laid out bloody and unconscious on the floor of the AMPM? Tell me. I'm so curious. I already told you. I'm sorry for that. Oh, sorry for that. Sorry for what you did. You didn't even say it. You can't even fucking say it. I'm sorry. I killed your brother. You beat him to death. You demanded that he speak English in your country or go back to his and then repeatedly called him a chink before you flew into a steroid-fueled white rage and you pummeled him to the ground and you kicked him and you stomped his head until some brave and merciful soul intervened. I... I'm sorry I said all that and I'm sorry you had to hear it. We were planning a trip to Beijing, ironically, on that call. I know. He told me. Hmm. Did he tell you why? To visit your family. (laughs) What family, specifically? Your parents. Right. Lucky guess. But At their ancestral shrine. They both died at Tiananmen Square, right? I'm sure you read that somewhere in one of the dozens of articles that got published about us after. I didn't have to. He told me. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I did find an article, but it was after he told me. I went digging for it to, like, confirm. I needed to make sure I wasn't going crazy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And what else did you dig up? He said you would do this. He said you were going to be really hard to convince. Tell me what I can say to make you believe me. Please. Nothing. Well, then, then why are you staying? What? It's fun. 
to watch you try. Like a fly trying to get out through a closed window. It's kind of amusing. Only with sadist. Excuse me? That's him, not me. I'm just telling you what he said. (laughs) So, he's here right now. Yeah. Hmm. Bietsuoga. Wan guda huindan. What the fuck? What, did you learn that on Duolingo? Look, I, I, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm just parroting what he tells me. Now he says, uh, Okay. That actually sounds more like something he would say. And of course, I appreciate the irony. You trying to win me over, speaking the very language that sparked your murderous outrage? It's priceless. He's saying he thought you'd like that. What else is he saying? Uh, He's saying to give me a chance to listen to what I have to say. Oh, convenient. You think it's convenient being fucking haunted by the guy you killed? There's nothing convenient about this shit. But it's the only way. Only way to what? The only way I can be redeemed. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm getting angry. Because any way you slice it, this is six different kinds of crazy. Either you are preternaturally gifted at manipulation and are using whatever intel you dug up on the internet to get me on board. And that's entirely plausible, given what you used to do for a living, by the way. Or. Or. Why you? I, hmm? I think that's obvious. No, I mean, why can't I see him? Why hasn't he shown himself to me? That's not how it works. He says we're like uh, tied together metaphysically because of how he died. Huh. <laughs> Man. If I knew that all I had to do to get him to visit was kill him? (laughs) What are you laughing at? You don't get to laugh at that. Sorry, I just wasn't expecting you to be funny. Because I'm Asian or because I'm a woman? No, neither. Because this is a serious situation. Yeah. Well... I lost my parents to a government-sanctioned massacre and then had to uproot and relocate to a whole other country at the age of 10 and then later lost my brother at the hands of a xenophobic sociopath in the very country that was supposed to be our refuge. And let me tell you, the 20 years in between weren't exactly a skate. So, yeah, a sense of humor helps. Well, let me tell you that uh, you don't have a monopoly on suffering. Nobody said that I do. I'm certainly not self-centered enough to think I do. Oh, but I am, right? Do you think you would be here if you weren't? You know where I was before I became a software engineer for InVenture? I was at Indiana University, Bloomington. It would have been MIT, but my father refused to pay the little bit of tuition that my scholarship didn't cover because he was jealous and an asshole. Do you know... What he did when I got my acceptance letter from the only school I ever wanted to go to. He looked it over, crumpled it up, threw it out, and went, if they don't think you deserve a free ride, then you don't deserve to go. You know how uh, 
Some people complain about having drunkard fathers. I wish my father drank. That's how fucking tight he was. He's a stone-sober, conservative Southern Baptist with a miserable wife and five kids who could not get out of his house fast enough. We all refuse to talk to him now. I don't even know for sure if he knows I'm in here. But, but I can tell you with the utmost fucking certainty that even if he did, he wouldn't give a shit beyond the politics of it. Like, he might actually be proud of what I did. Because he can't stand anyone who isn't white as the driven snow. And that, if I'm being totally honest, is a big part of why I've been so open to change. Kills me to think that he would approve of anything I did. I hate that he's in me, pulling strings, pushing buttons. I want him out. I want to be anything like him. And if it takes a ghost to perform this uh, very peculiar exorcism, then so be it. That's your story? You had it rough, so you had to kill someone who had it rougher? No, I know there's no justification for what I did. It's inexcusable. It's unforgivable. I hope to prove you wrong, but even if I don't, I don't want you to have this idea of me as just some mindless, angry white guy who was out there killing people for no reason. Well, (laughs) that is downright odd. Because, you know, you behaved just like a mindless, angry white guy who was out there killing people for no reason. Okay, but if you're going to judge me, do it on complete information. I know... There are people out there who've had it much harder than I have, but I also know that a lot of those people don't have their struggles dismissed because of their race. I'm not even allowed to talk about my struggles. Never have been. So I just suck it up and keep it moving. And I kept it moving and kept it moving until I reached a pretty good place on my own steam, despite a whole lot of shit. Shit that I don't get to pin on the man, because by all appearances, I am the man. So do I get angry when I see someone who's not from here, but who's clearly found a way to game the system? Okay, game the si- game the system? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. Like, how else could someone who is so far behind, according to the laws of affirmative action, suddenly be lapping me with his fancy watch and his uh, state-of-the-art phone, his limited edition Jordans? But is it any wonder that I would go a little nuts when I hear that guy talking Chinese? Just smack in the face. It's like he was saying, uh, yeah, yeah, you were born here and have all this privilege that everyone's so quick to point out, but I'm doing just as good right now, maybe better, and I don't even speak English. He's just like rubbing my face in it, and it triggered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Mark were really here, he would have told you to shut the fuck up like 12 seconds ago. Mark knows that everything I just said is more than you will ever hear any white man in my position admit or even realize about himself. He got me... To realize, and this is the important part, so hear me out, okay? He got me to realize how unhealthy and illogical and and disruptive those feelings were. I was basically a slave to them. I mean, look at my life. I worked for decades to get it just so, you know, like building the most exquisite, potentially game-changing program only to have it glitch out come application time, except it's my life. My whole fucking life malfunctioned because I had some bad code in me. But I fixed it. And Mark thinks that with my newfound self-awareness, I could help others fix theirs, keep them from glitching out. Okay. I have work to do, Ms. Yang. You want to... what? 
convert angry white guys into snuggly puppy men, get them to bark kumbaya in harmony? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, I wouldn't put it like that. Did you try your patented conversion process here on those white supremacist assholes you mentioned? I mean, talk about a captive audience. You're being funny, but yeah, I did. And I actually got through to one. A, a whole one? Oh, boy. I just got to hear how you did that. I just asked him why he was so mad. Really? That's it, huh? And then I listened. Mm-hmm. It's more than anyone else ever did for him. You mean like how I'm doing for you right now? <laughs> You're not listening. You're looking for opportunities to shut me down. Call me out. Pro prove I'm a piece of shit. That's not what I mean. I mean, I really listened to him. And he sensed that. And he opened up accordingly. He felt like he could be his uh, complete self with me. Without apologizing, without feeling like he had to edit himself, he was just free to be. And once he got that little taste of freedom, I told him how he could get the rest. I told him the total freedom, the freedom from the notion of supremacy that enslaved him and made him a disappointment to himself, starts with acknowledging that it's all a delusion. And if you have to wreck your own life or take someone else's to defend your supremacy, how true can it be? Right? But it's like a it's like a wannabe comedian who keeps talking about how funny he is but never gets any laughs. I told him that. And he got it. Wow. You're a regular bigot whisperer. You should write a book. I did. That's why I asked you to come here. <laughs> right now. You seriously wrote a book, and you seriously think I'm going to help you what? Get it published? Mark told me that... Uh... Don't! Just don't. Stop. Get my brother's name out of your mouth. Ridiculous fucking things come out of that mouth, and I won't have it anymore. But I... I fucking mean it. Say his name one more time, and I'm leaving. I'm looking for nonfiction projects that challenge me, that make me uncomfortable, no, ones no, that no. make me question <laughs> no, even my no, deepest held no, no. beliefs. That's from your own agent profile. I know what the fuck it's from. What I have with regard to you is not a belief. Then what is it? It's a fucking blood grudge. I'm supposed to just overlook the fact that you spilled my blood? I'm supposed to just suppress my flaming desire to see you suffer in the worst and imaginable ways and help you succeed? <laughs> Your balls must be made of vibranium if you think I'm going to help you in any way. Did it ever even occur to you that this request of yours, this entire scheme, is just white supremacy in disguise? You expect the person who has lost the most to your whiteness to help you capitalize on it? You dare ask a person of color who has every right to hate you to help absolve you of your sins? Oh my god, I am so tired of this forgive them for they know not what they do bullshit. This is what I'm saying though, what if they could know? 
What if they could truly know what they were doing? Well, then I guess we'd all be pissing rainbows and shit and glitter. But if it happens, it won't be with any assistance from me. So again, why are you here? I think you want to forgive me. Up. Uh, no, I think this is too much hate for you to carry. It's cancerous. It's leeching life from you. If you did this, you wouldn't just be doing it for me. You'd be doing it for yourself. You'd be doing it for Mark. Well, I swear to God, I will punch your fucking windpipe shut. Watch you asphyxiate and then dissolve your corpse with the acid of my borns. If you say I'd be doing it for Mark. I think the CEOs might interrupt that process at some point. But once again, man, I'm just in awe of your creativity. I've had a lot of time to think of ways to hurt you. Look, so many people of color are harmed by people like me, like I was. I am offering you an opportunity to reach those who would do the harming. With a book? <laughs> I think maybe you are grossly overestimating your demographic. Well, books have been known to become movies and TV shows and podcasts, uh, right? You, oof, you have really thought this out, huh? I really have. Look. A buddy of mine has already promised me a job at his startup if and when uh, I get out of here. And they just passed uh -oh. the critical four-year mark, so they'll likely stick around. Uh -oh. but, but my brother's the one who gamed the system, right? Oh, oh, of the many, many black guys in here, do you think have buddies offering them jobs if and when they get out of here? Like I know. legit ones. All right. The only reason I'm bringing it up is that I want you to know that I wouldn't be in this for the money. 100% of proceeds from the book and all subsequent projects would be yours to spend however you see fit. You could keep it or donate it to a charity of your choosing or even start one of your own. Right. I'm serious. You could draw up the contract. I would sign it without even reading it. Oh, that would be really fucking dumb. I could put a clause in there laying claim to your firstborn. I'm sure you'd raise him right. <laughs> Just so I'm clear. You are asking me to represent you, my brother's murderer, as an author, and then take all your money? Yes. What kind of fucked up reparations is that? The best kind I could come up with. Will you read it? Okay, cool down, Firestarter. If you're going to overlook how ill-conceived the concept is, at least consider your form. Like, just... Take a moment to acknowledge that you're skipping some steps in this process. There's a protocol, and you are certainly not exempt. Do you know how many people ask if they can pick my brain about an idea they have for a book? Or ask me to take a quick look at their 800-page manuscript when they find out what I do? People I haven't spoken to since undergrad. At least a third of my Uber drivers. My old dentist tried to convince me to read his 16-year-old's YA fantasy thriller. Which is why he is my old dentist. That shit was awkward. I used to cite that as my most uncomfortable professional encounter. But I think you have definitely become my new cocktail party story. <laughs> I know there's protocol. As you know, I read your agent profile, including all the submission requirements. I actually thought about just sending a query, maybe under a different name, but that felt dishonest. Because it would have been. And I didn't want to add insult to injury by coming at you all fraud-like. That's why I wrote you the letter. So I could ask you face to face so you could look me in the eye and, and see that I... And hear you lie I'm... about how my brother's your new spirit animal instead. I'm not lying about that. Well, I, I still don't believe you. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe being in the hole made you, you know, 
I mean, how long were you in there? A little over five months. Seriously? Five fucking months? Is that even ethical? <laughs> Is that even a word you can apply to the American penal system? It was either that or be killed. Yeah, you were definitely in there long enough to exchange one delusion for another. You don't think I thought of that? I know a man can lose his shit in solitary. I know that. With this one guy, Chuck, it only took him a week to crack. He went in for throwing a piece of bologna at a CO, came out believing with every fiber of his being that he was a pony. He would only walk on all fours, he neighed all the time, and he wouldn't use his hands to eat his food. He'd just, like, faceplant. The guards thought he was just messing around until he took a shit standing up in the middle of the cafeteria. Then they had to transfer him to psych. I mean, he was bona fide batshit. And I was so sure I was on my way when I saw Mark the first time. I mean, he just fucking appeared one night, my third night in, leaning against the wall. And to answer your earlier question, he looked perfect. Not glowing or transparent like that corny shit in the movies. Real. Actual, down to his pores. He looked exactly the way he looked right before... Before I got to him. But also different. Not careless, casual, cool like he was when he was talking on the phone with you. But like, expectant. Knowing. Like, like, like he was just waiting for me to catch up. <laughs> and you know the first thing he said to me? You had to know this was coming. And it wasn't until he said it that I realized I did. I, I felt it like, like a knot in my stomach waiting to be untied. A knot that just got tighter and tighter until finally it... Mm -hmm. And he started showing up every night after that. He'd show up at night and we'd talk. About what? About uh, me, mostly, at first. Mm. Why I did what I did. Mm -hmm. and like I said, he, he got me to see why I was so angry, why I had all that rage. And that wasn't your first indication that maybe this was all just a figment of your fucked imagination. Well, I, I kept telling myself that. I told him that. But, but then he started telling me other things, things that I, I couldn't have known or even imagined about him and, and you. Most of the stuff... There was no way I could really know for sure if it was true. But when he told me about how you lost your parents, I figured that would be easy enough to confirm, you know? And sure enough, there it was in the Sacramento Bee of all places. They were the only ones to mention it, as far as I could tell. Uh, slow news week. Let me ask you, how are you doing all this research? I know they don't allow you to have cell phones in here, even when you're not in solitary. And I'm pretty sure computer use is more restrictive than a Mormon social. Well, we have our ways. Yes. Yes, that is what I am asking about, your ways. Tell me about your ways. Should I just ask that officer there? Ask him how one, specifically you, might go about accessing things like online periodicals here in lockup? Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? No, don't, don't, please. I could get in trouble. Yeah. I'm counting on it. No, I can't, I can't get in trouble right now. Not so close to my hearing. Well, then you better tell me how you'd been getting all this information about me and my family. <sighs> I have access to a tablet. A tablet? Yeah, yeah. All inmates have access to tablets here, but they're generally only allowed to play games or do typing exercises or whatever. You're right. It's very restrictive. Well, <laughs> 
Unless you're a tech whiz who can expand the parameters without anyone noticing. Right. So that's how I've been doing the research. <laughs> so much for Model Citizen. What else did you find while you were researching? I was only researching to confirm the stuff that Mark told uh, me. Uh, uh. The stuff I heard from my source. Stuff like? Stuff like... Uh, how much you hated his last boyfriend? Rick. Yeah, except you never actually called the guy by his name. Did you? W what did you call him? Trick. That's it. <laughs> but he thinks you only hated him because he was white. I hated him because he looked like he stepped right off the cover of a gay porn DVD. Like he could give you chlamydia just winking at you. He had a pure tongue that he would stick out of his dumb face in every picture he took. And God, he used so much hair gel. I used Mark's bathroom once when they were together. And like, of course, Trick mostly stayed at Mark's place because he probably lived in a glory hole. And there, on the sink, were six different hair sculpting products. Six! Who needs them? I mean, what is he? A 90s video game character? Oh, and he called Mark his little lotus flower without even hint of irony. Like, what the fetish? And he was always talking about how he couldn't wait to have Mark's beautiful half-breed babies. Like, bitch, first of all, biology. Learn it, okay? Familiarize yourself with the mechanics of that shit. And second... Even if reproductive technology progressed far enough for homosexual procreation, Mark's genes would be doing all. The heavy lifting trick was short and had huge pores. And I'm pretty sure he got a nose job at some point. I know he had lip injections like, uh, -huh. was there anything genuine about that man? I mean, besides his stupidity, because that shit was sincere. Let me tell you. What? Nothing. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of nice feeling your hate being directed towards somewhere that's not me. Oh, don't worry. I'm a whiz at multitasking. And for what it's worth, I'm pretty sure you're right about dude being a fetishist. When I, when I googled him, he was dating a Vietnamese guy. Wow, really? Yeah, according to Insta, yeah. And he still sticks his tongue out in every picture. <laughs> Trick. Trick. Did you find out what he does for a living? Because I could never get anything other than, um... Influencer? Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. I mean, I think it just means he influences rich dudes into paying all his bills for him. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I, we were very much in sync on a lot of things. We were basically twins separated by two and a half years, conjoined at the mind. But I cannot, for the life of me, wrap my head around his attraction to... To Rick. God. Well, it couldn't have been easy. Watching your baby brother debase himself by shacking up with the personification of dick glitter? No. No, it wasn't. No, I meant for him. I mean, I don't really know you, but I'm guessing it's easier for you to find a boyfriend than it was for him. Like gay Asian dude that kind of narrows things down. Huh. 
I won't pretend to know anything about his attraction to Rick, but oh, you take what's available, you know? Did he tell you that? No, we just imagined. <laughs> what? Whoa. What? Well, I'm, I'm just realizing I've never actually seen a white man empathize. It's a weird look. Oh, why, you never watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as a kid? Uh, Mr. Rogers was not a man. He was sunshine in a cardigan. And please don't compare what you're doing to anything Mr. Rogers ever did. You are no Mr. Rogers. You don't I know it. How did I get here? How am I sitting here right now talking to you like we're just girlfriends with lattes? This isn't... This isn't how it's supposed to go. How's it supposed to go? Not like this. Okay. Yeah, I really only came here to tell you to go fuck yourself. I came to take a widely satisfying shit on your parole dreams. I came strutting in here on what I was so sure was the moral high ground, ready for some emotional justice. And here you are, robbing me of even that. And where I once felt a sick but sweet anticipation for that tiny consolation, now there is... Something else. You feel like you're betraying your brother. Don't tell me how I feel. Do you feel like you're betraying your brother? You shouldn't. He, uh... He says... It's like the time you ratted him out for writing David Ardila's essay for him. You felt like you were burning him, but you were actually doing the right thing. No. No. I hate this. I hate you. Ah, oh, you! You don't deserve to... You, you are not... Uh, you're gonna freak out the COs. I can't, I can't do this. I can't accept it. I mean, am I this desperate to... Ah! Uh. To, to what? To make it count for something? To turn a big loss into a little win? To, to believe that my brother can actually live on in something? Anything? In you? Fucking you? Destructive, despicable, fucking you? Thanks. Fuck! I want to believe in redemption. Who doesn't? Especially in this fucking country where we're basically conditioned not to just crave it, but expect it. <laughs> fucking Hollywood morality, you know? But this, this isn't Hollywood. This is real life. And I'm sitting across from the man I hate more than anything in the world. And he is asking me, daring me to believe in redemption. Not some theoretical, hypothetical philosopher's wet dream version of it either, but like actual, messy, covered in my brother's blood redemption. And I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. Okay, I, I hear that. 
What do you lose if you do? What do you gain if you don't? Fuck, that's clever. Well, I wish I could take the credit. Hmm. I need to think about it. <laughs> What's so funny? He says he can see you making a pros and cons list in your head. Uh, shut up. You know why? OCD. OCD. Dorset Theatre Festival's stage-free audio plays and Contemporary American Theatre Festival present Redeemed by Chisa Hutchinson, directed by Jade King Carroll, starring Vanessa Kai and Michael Esper, composed by Justin Ellington, sound designed by Twee McCullum. Uptown Works lead recording engineers were Daniela Hart, Bailey Trierweiler, and Noelle Nichols. Their recording engineers were Stan Mataban, Joe Krempitz, and Bryn Scharenberg. Stan Mataban was the dialogue editor. The stage manager was Olivia Louise Tree Plath. Stage free audio plays are produced by Dorset Theatre Festival and funded in part by the Ventures Theatre Fund of the Tides Foundation. Dorset Theatre Festival is supported by the Rogers Family Foundation, the Schubert Foundation, the Harold and Mimi Steinberg Charitable Trust, the Vermont Arts Council, the National Endowment for the Arts, and Dorset Theatre Festival's World Premier Circle donors. Dorset Theatre Festival's mission is to create bold, innovative, and authentic theatre drawn from the new and classic canon, as well as the development of new plays, new audiences, and new artists for the future of the American theatre. We produce Theater That Matters. Find out more at dorsettheaterfestival.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.